we're back. Welcome back to another episode of Underground Antics. I'm Shane. He's Chris. And today we're going to get right into it. Um, Chris, before the mic's heated up, you're telling me about this video you watched. Yes, I stumbled across it. The darkness of YouTube. And it was a Mm. 30-minute excerpt of a lecture given by an OG hip-hop rapper named KRS-One. 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 How do you pronounce that? Is it just like that? You got to say the letters. There's yeah, no you got to say the letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a, B-O-B, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think it stands for something. Something to do with like knowledge, supreme, or I don't know. Um, right I should probably get and that right. And then one. And then know? one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first of the Khan. First of the lineage. I think so. Could be. Yeah, man. His son thing. will be KRS2. <laughs> <laughs> KRS one junior. Oh yeah, KRS one J. Yeah. So sweet. anyway, what what was he talking about? He was talking about God. Um and he was talking about how that concept, you know, just to not give it a gender, I suppose, um lives within us. You know, and it's something mm-hmm. he 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 tells it as like kind of like he shares it as like ancient knowledge and he says like it was this was something known to like our ancestors and specifically he's talking about his african ancestors and how like well like god was never something that was outside of them it was always something that lived inside them so they could choose to see god in anyone and i feel like that does stretch through a lot of other kind of religions except for Catholicism and I guess other ones as well. And so he had a little bit of a feud there just being like, I mean, it got a little complicated, but the the main idea was just that God is within us, which me growing up Catholic is actually, you know, it's counter to what I was originally told about this idea of God. Right. Mm -hmm. So usually when I hear something like that, I'm very, yeah, (laughs) I'm <laughs> I'm very um well yeah I I I have to think about it for a second, you know? So I was just wondering like what do you think about that? So that's a very interesting line of thinking, right? Um it, it brings to mind a question of like okay, so I haven't seen this video yet, so we'll just go with you know from there, but is he talking about it in the sense of like God is everything? including me and so my essence is one with god and so is everyone and everyone else everyone and everything else's yeah and yeah we we might not see it that way all the time or be taught that that's how it is but he's saying like that the wisdom traditions or the ancient teachings have always known that there is this you know divinity within everyone and everything mm-hmm yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. it's interesting. Because like, um, so I, I'm Jewish, so I haven't had the mm. Catholic upbringing, but um, I have heard of like Christ consciousness. Um, have you, you you've heard of that? Yeah, yeah, too totally. presumably. Yeah. So isn't that something that like lives? Well, not lives, but exists in or as you, um, or is it more like? 
and as how were you taught it like is it something to like aspire to or is it something that works with you or through you or how were you what's the deal with that it it's funny because they 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 told they they basically taught us it without teaching us the kind of magic of it because there's this quote that's very popular is what would jesus do right Mm. and wwjd wwjd and for a long time i have that tattooed on my chest oh of course you do (laughs) like 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 the thug life tattoo you know wwjd just like a good good common jew (laughs) tattoo. yeah yeah yeah. we all have it (laughs) (laughs) that's great man that's so great uh like yeah no i heard that all the time um and i guess it made sense or whatever i mean but then i guess at one point they, they don't teach you that like what christ was or what he yeah what he was is something you can become or you can aspire to you know what i mean it, it was just like that's him and we're different kind of thing but there's this little loophole right. which is that saying which is what would jesus do and I, I think at one point when i was a kid i was just like oh wait i i i know what jesus would do right just like, like intuitively just intuitively you can connect mm-hmm. to that I mean, it's an idea, Christ consciousness. I mean, you could even say, what would God do? But I mean, that's, you know, a little vaster. So I guess having it in human form <laughs> kind of makes yeah. it easier to aspire to, right? And um, yeah. Yeah, well, I, what's, what's interesting about like Jesus is that the image of like Christ on the cross is like an archetypal image, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, the worst thing happening to the best possible person, right? So he was, you know, the most virtuous of all people, let's say, as an archetype. And, you know, they killed him for it. Or they Mm -hmm. tortured him and then killed him, which is not so great. But what's interesting is that it's also a symbol for, like, the divine, right? And that it, it, it there's something in that symbology of like, uh, you know, there's, I don't quite know how to like characterize it, but it's, there's something about the archetype of like Jesus as the, you know, um, archetypal human where there he, there's like this sense of trust in God and trust in like willingness to participate in life right and like live it fully knowing that like you're gonna die anyway and go willingly towards that right um and what's fascinating to me about you know christian teachings and christian um mysticism particularly is that essence of like you know along the lines of what you're saying of wwjd what would jesus do is that um there's always a sense of like, oh, you can be like that, right? That's in you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or as you maybe. And there's some choice in the matter of like, you know, if you're making a decision or you've got some, something, something to do, you could be like, what's the right thing to do here, right? And it brings in a question of like, I guess, mor- like morality, like right and wrong, but we don't have to go down that path, but it's just, What's interesting about it is like, yeah, because it's 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 definitely a very powerful image, right? 
um and it it's yeah i mean i don't know i don't know where i was going with that thought but <laughs> um so you're talking about jesus on the cross as the powerful image or just yeah and then, but yeah. but beyond that, like, because that's a tangent to our conversation. Um, what's, okay. Okay, one step back. So, I, I see thing I see religions as twofold, right? I think there is an essential truth that is similar to all religions. Right, the right? perennial philosophy. Correct. And, yeah. Yeah, um, and it, the overarching or underlying philosophy, you could say, of um, all like religious traditions. But then what happens is the various like interpretations and, you know, um, conceptualization of these like teachings or whatever, it, or these philosophies, whatever it is, it's like once people start getting involved and trying to think things through, like that's when things diverge and become complicated and you things are subject to interpretation instead of just like accepting the wisdom tradition, um, the essence of it, which I think underlies all religions like fundamentally is that there's something there that people are drawn to or that they resonate with. And, you know, sure, a lot of it's taught and things like that, but these systems survive for thousands of years. Right, it's not like an accident. Like there's something, um, and you know, there's not. It's not necessarily all good. Like there's some bad shit that goes down in all religions for numerous like human mistakes or whatever it is. But that essence of it, where it's like the Christ consciousness or your Buddha nature or your higher self, or I think that these these like states of being or these states of mind, you could say. Um, that all these religions like talk about aspiring towards in order to live a good life, right? And it's uh, depending on which like concept or framework you use, you can talk about it differently. But ultimately, mm -hmm. I think that there's an essential message, or not even a message, just a you know, in Buddhism, it's like the no self, right? It's the emptiness, yeah, right? It it's the transcendent, you could say. Um, maybe applies better to like across various religions where it's like, yes, these are the messages and the teachings, right? But what transcends that? Like, what is it about these things that are going to be for the your betterment ultimately and the betterment of the world, right? And there's def and what's interesting is that it goes. There's like various um, theories and interpretations in different religions and so people's ideas of like what constitutes living that way would look like right and so there's various practices and prayers and meditations and things like that um and they're all you know equally good or maybe not equally but they're all good in and of themselves in that they like teach and point towards this ultimate teaching um, and one way you could say that i guess is that everything in the universe is one and you could say that you know existence is a unity or a whole and you can call that god if you want and that we are part of that or well, not part of it but like yeah we're part of it but not part of it at the same time you know 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Or was that kind of like um, very wordy? <laughs> well, we are using words. So it's true. It's hard to get to communicate somehow. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I've definitely noticed that as well. Reading different texts. Right. And stuff like that. Um, it, it, I, I mean, I find that an interesting thing. Like how many different ways there is to talk about it. The Buddha consciousness, mm -hmm. the Christ consciousness. But like in Buddhism, they talk about it as you, you already are it. It's like it's done. Mm -hmm. Right. There's nothing to aspire to. Right. So maybe that has like a different layer of kind of. I don't know. Why yeah, I mean, like, that, you know. Yeah, that makes more sense to me because where mm. I connect with that is it's like everyone, you, you are that already, right? But mm -hmm. you just don't know it or you think otherwise. And mm. so the mistake lies in like, or you, you know, the mistake or the illusion or whatever it is lies within like the realm of human intellect as opposed to in being itself. And then, yeah. you know, we think or we feel disconnected from reality or from other people or from the world. Um, and so what we like then just feel ourselves as like separate beings and then we become like a, you know, a personality that is trying to do things and trying to figure out and work through the universe instead of like, allowing the universe to just play its natural course and we go with it right we're constantly like fighting and trying and choosing and um i guess you're right like some religions emphasize choice more than others do which is interesting yeah i don't really know where that stems from so this so back to the krs1 mm -hmm. guy so in his what's his music about like what is he um, produce that you like it's uh it's pretty political the music it's pretty pr political and it's like very like aggressive like he's a mm -hmm. big guy he's like a really big guy he's got like a really low voice <laughs> and it's still kind of like like he's i think he released a record like i think this year and i think it's like i don't know his like 32nd album or something what yeah, he's got a huge discography. Um, That's insane. I've never even heard of people having that many albums before. Yeah, it's very rare. It's very rare. Yeah. I mean, that's like pumping out like one a year for like 30 years. I think that's what he's done because he's been making music since like probably the late 70s. Yeah, I guess that makes sense then. You know, he it's just kept crazy. going. Yeah, kept doing it, which is awesome. Doing what he loves, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Anyways, it just kind of took me off guard, I think, just hearing it from such a strange source. Because, like, you're usually, you know, because context is, like, also very important with these, you know, how we receive these messages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, gurus and spiritual teachers or, or religious texts, right? But then to hear it from, like, a rapper, you know, it was, like, very it just it made it more human in a sense you know it was like that's yeah awesome. right here like that's where it happens kind of thing 
Yeah. I just thought I'd bring I it like up. that. I thought I'd share that. Yeah, it was cool. Right? No, it's cool. And you know what's weird is that like you never know how or when or where a message is going to connect with you. You know, like a lot of the times I was actually having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day where it's like, you know, we often try and solve other people's problems for them and, you know, show them a way of being differently or doing differently um, when they're struggling. And what that never really works because they have to do it themselves, right? And so what we were talking about is when you're conversing with someone, right? You don't know how your words are going to be received by that person. And they're very often not received in the way that you intended them to. Or what we had found was that like, actually what you thought were the like, um, you know, that like, deep, I guess you could say, like if you're like talking, having it like a deep conversation, you could be like, oh, we were talking about this and this and um, that was really deep. And then yet there was just like one sentence or one example that some, for some reason that you just like grab onto and it like resonates with you, right? And then it sticks with you and it can come from anyone, right? It's just like a sentence or an idea and it can stay with you and change essentially the whole way you view something or the way you view everything, right? Um, and they'd often spoken about how like the power of an idea to change the world, right? Um, and you can see this a lot in like revolutions and things like that where there's this like one central idea often, you know, confined to a, a sentence or a phrase that like embodies the whole thing and like contains such power behind it that um, it, you know, uh, transforms political systems or causes a lot of trouble or violence or things like that. But nevertheless, it's like something someone said one time for some reason it just clicked something inside you and you just like never forgot it you know or like an example um or a not an example like a yeah like a parable or an aphorism or something like that where it's just like it seems it's just a sentence but for some reason it like hits deep you know and the other person because i find myself um, in a couple times where this has happened to me, someone will come up to me and be like, yo, do you remember, you know, like last year or two years ago when you said this and this? And I will be like, no, I do not remember that at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember most of my conversations. Like, I mean, I can recall them, but like, I don't remember exactly what I say. Yeah. Some exactly. people have, some people are lucky and they can, but not me. But anyway, so I'll be like, I don't remember saying that. Like, it sounds like something I probably would say. So I'll, I believe you and I'm glad that, you know, you found it helpful or whatever it was. But like, I don't even re remember talking about that. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, that uh, like I really remembered that. And like that helped me shift my perspective on something. Does that happen to you? Usually with music, like usually people will what come up to me and just be like, I mean, like I, I usually get it like after a show or like my music has inspired and helped people. Mm. Like sometimes people come up to me and they're they're crying. Like that's happened a few times, which still amazes me. Um, nice. And then I think. How do you feel when that happens to you? I don't know. <laughs> Warm. 
it's just the coolest thing man it's not, yeah it's not it's a trick question thing. Yeah, yeah yeah no i i've never put a word to it though you know um it's just it really is it, like it makes it all worth it you know what i mean because like mm-hmm. i find a lot of the time i'm always chasing something you know for the right it's just like what i do you know i look i'm looking for new sounds or new ways to do things or you know song ideas and so most of the time it's just like exploring without finding anything right and then every once in a while i'll find something and somehow you know put in organize everything enough that i i get the opportunity to share it with people and then Mm -hmm. when that happens when they come up to me after a show or like i see people affected like that or like a year later, they'll come and they'll be like, yo, I started playing piano because of you. Like, I don't know. It's just like those experiences make it all feel worth it, which is weird because you would think it'd be like the money or the babes, but it's not. All <laughs> I don't get either of those. <laughs> but it's it's really those, it's really those moments. Right. It's like being able to touch yeah. someone in a mm-hmm. non-sexual way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you meant. Connecting. Connecting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in this world that seems so separate. Yeah, it's weird because you connect over this piece of music or something like that, and yet you don't know anything about the person, and they don't necessarily know anything about you either, but it doesn't matter because there's that shared connection, right? Um, mm-hmm. And when you get to make that happen, that's just even, you know, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, Yeah, that's crazy. Do you find that, like... The songs that you make that you think are gonna like be a hit usually are, or do you find that like, well, you make a bunch of songs and then one that you was you were like that one's okay, that that's the one that people like really like for some reason. Well, I don't really have much proof of that regarding like mm. big smashing hits or whatever. Um, sure, but just with people who hear what you you know. No, usually, like, I know mm. when I've written a nice song, you know? Um, feels right. Yeah, yeah. It does. It just feels right. Um, when you write songs, do you usually start with the sound or do you start with the lyrics? Um, was that a silly question? No, no, I've it's never not a silly question. <laughs> it's not a silly question. I mean... Um, there's like, yeah, no, there's tons of ways to go about writing songs mm-hmm. for the ones that have like clicked. Uh, I'd, I'd have to say I start with the music. Mm-hmm. I have to say start with the music because the music is the thing that like pulls me in to like the moment and it's mm-hmm. like I'm in it. I'm in like this little musical space and then I can just, I can use i usually just like use my direct experience whatever i'm going through right now or or like what i see in front of me and how it makes me feel like i usually let that kind of momentum create something Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's usually the music and then some kind of lyrics will come and then i'll try to build a story off of that but yeah it's usually like i just wait for that click like i'm just looking for that click that moment where, oh, there's something there. And then I build like a story around that. That's cool. 
what a process. Do you enjoy the process? Obviously, I suppose. But I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the I've I've been finding the trick is like consistency, because like, I mean, the more consistent that I I am with it, like doing something every day, the more, the more I can see how it works, mm-hmm. you know, because I between the song so i wrote a song today that i was really happy with and the last good song i wrote was maybe five months ago you mm-hmm. know so it's a little but long... you've written in between yeah i've written almost every day you know i'm writing poetry i'm always like making something you know and sometimes yeah. it has nothing to do with it and i i'm like a strange i consider myself like a strange kind of musician because I do so much. I produce music. I play classical piano. I like playing jazz. I songwrite. Mm-hmm. I chant. You know, like I, I just, I don't know. Music's just everything to me. So um, one of these things seem to pick up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, is, yeah. It's a what, strange what, process. What's that expression? You got to throw a bunch of shit at the wall till one of them sticks or something like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is actually my process. I've heard a different process where you actually you actually shoot your arrow at the wall and then draw the bullseye around it, <laughs> which is also interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, but then how do you improve if you're just creating your targets after you've shot your arrow, you know? I guess you just keep doing it and you get better at drawing the target. <laughs> yeah right yeah. it's just yeah exactly because yeah. some people can get so know. lost around like is this right is this right like if you just decide this is the thing you're working with and then mm-hmm. try to grow that you know you might get somewhere you might not but um there's always like something i'm trying to remember is there's like always somewhere to move the the true experience of not knowing what to do is mm-hmm. very rare you know it's very rare to be like because that that means you're on the precipice of what you're doing. You're you're on you're on the 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 front of like novelty almost. Or it's like this has never been done before. But most of the time right. we're just like we're bored or we're foggy headed. You know, we're not breathing properly. We're not drinking enough water. You know, because mm-hmm. really there's always something to do. There's always some. You know, you hit something and you just roll. You know, you just roll around it. Like there's no there's no still unchanging point in the entire universe. Right. That's the, the, the kind of spiritual way I see it. That's like mm-hmm. sort of comes from Buddhism for me, where it's like everything's changing all the time. Right. So when you hit a wall, it's not really a wall. You know, you're yeah. just pushing against something that's also, you know, you can, there's always a way to move with it, try something else reframe the idea etc etc so that helps me kind of just always that helps me grow in a sense you know because it's so easy to to like do your research find out this is how things are usually done and then end up doing all of those things but not achieving what you want Mm -hmm. right so it's interesting how that works eh? yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) it is interesting (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, man, I did fucking everything right and nothing worked out. <laughs> exactly. And because and, I, I don't think that's where like inspiration comes from. It comes from no. It comes from breaking those molds. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. It yeah because what it's interesting about like the objects or the obstacles that come up, right? Because like a lot of spiritual teachings talk about how, um, you know, the I believe this is one of the Zen ones is like the obstacle to the way is the way. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, where it's just like, it feels like an obstacle, but you know, okay, wait, hang on. So here's what's really, here's what's really cool is that what's really weird about like difficulties and tough situations in life, which everyone has just about all the time is that Mm -hmm. it feels like the worst thing that's happened to you or a very difficult thing that's happened to you. But like in, once you get past it, you can retrospectively view it as like, oh no, this was like super important for to happen, even though it sucked. Like if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I am now, right? Or I wouldn't mm-hmm. know what I know now because I've learned from mm-hmm. that kind of thing, right? Because without difficulty and obstacle, as you say, you, you, there's no growth, there's no change. You're just remolding things. And even that doesn't really work because that worked for someone once or maybe a few people. But when you try it, it just doesn't work the same, right? And so I, I've been using that a lot, like personally to um, that idea of like, okay, this challenge or this obstacle feels like it sucks a lot. But like ultimately, it this is better for me because I get to grow from it, Right. And then if you can approach a challenge or an, an obstacle that way, it makes it a lot easier. And there's also less pressure because it's like, well, if you fail or if you succeed, it's like you don't even really know how that's going to turn out for you. You don't really know which one's going to be better, right? You yeah, haven't, yeah, exactly. you think you know, like, or you, yeah. you hope it goes one way, right? Mm-hmm. But actually, you don't know if that's the right way um, because <laughs> no, it might sure. lead that's to like- some other crazy shit. It's like the core of suffering it is the core of suffering it's just wanting this experience to be something else correct there's so many weird layers to that you know i want this to sound differently i want this to feel like oh my gosh like i experience it every day with music it's just a habit mm-hmm. in creating right because it, it, at the same time it also feels like like a cheat code in a sense to be like ah yes this is it this is the perfect thing i've been looking for you know, right. oh, and so is this, and so is it. You know what I mean? And because you can really get into like a a strange kind of flow state like that, but stretching into everything, yeah, like that. Just what you explain right there. That is the core of suffering. Just yeah, um, wanting to it's be true. something else, even though you don't know. You don't know if if that thing isn't the thing you're looking for, or yeah, and very often the thing there. that you think you really don't want is actually what you're going to do and it's going to be what's best for you but you just Mm -hmm. don't know that at the time and so you're like no 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 no. i want to avoid that at all costs but then somehow you're like oh i guess i'm doing it now and then afterwards you're like okay yeah i see um Mm -hmm. and then you're or or in a different way you're like no like i need or i want this thing to happen like because when this happens you know then i'll be able to feel okay about myself Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. about life 
And well, that's just not true because once you get that, let's say you do get whatever you want, like there's some temporary, you know, joy or whatever it is that you get from it. But then your mind will just be like, what's next? You know, exactly. or there's still there's still this missing or there's still that missing or this still sucks or this isn't good enough yet. Or there's an endless amount of like mental interpretations of why things should be different from the way they are even though they already are a certain way very often we're just like no i don't want it to be this way this way is wrong right this moment Mm -hmm. even though you can't change the moment necessarily like the first step is definitely just accepting what is in the present moment right it's like otherwise you're just fighting reality the whole time and it's very stressful. And then it causes a lot of suffering, as you say. Because, like, I've found for me, like, once I was able to stop um, projecting so much of myself into the future or the past. So, in the past, it's, you know, in, instead of being like, I wish I hadn't done this or I wish I had done that or if only this would have happened or if only this would have gone this way, then then things would be fine, right? Which is also not true because you don't know how things would have turned out had it gone differently there's a uncountable number of interactions and shit that goes down so you don't even know that that would have been better for you it might have ended up with you dead in three days or something you know how do you you don't know you're just assuming Mm -hmm. that like if it if the one thing had changed then everything would be right right and then in the future from from like a future projection perspective it's like oh once this happens, then then I can, you know, start living. As, exactly. as the expression it's, goes. It's the worst thing. It's the worst yeah, thing. Yeah, or like one day I'll make it. Make what? Yeah, you that's know? something I deal with a lot. Um, yeah. And I see so much of, especially in the music industry, and I guess in all arts industry, because like everyone just wants to make it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, like, it's a trick. It's a paradox, right? Because you're, yeah. you're, you're here, you're there, you're where you want to be. You're, you can make whatever you want, whether you're a musician or whether you're an actor, like, you know, this is your scene or whatever. And But it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It's so easy to, right. to let and that like once you, cloud. Yeah, and even once you get there, then you're going to want something else. Yeah, and then right. you missed the whole... Honestly, the good part of getting there. Right. Um, well, even if you didn't miss it, you'll be like, I want more. Right? <laughs> yeah, that too. And you still won't be satisfied. Yeah. But like ultimately, you can, that satisfaction does exist, right? But it has to come prior to anything in the world out there. It's got to come from a place of like, I'm happy just with everything as it is even if it even if there's some parts that seem to be going bad or negative it's like that's okay but i'm still just living and appreciating the present moment with its good and bad right Mm -hmm. and that way you get to journey through life and experience it fully um without trying to fix it or or make it fit you know your vision of how you think things should be instead of just appreciating how things are right 
And this actually again, this takes us back to like the KRS one KSR one guy who was mm-hmm. like see God in everyone, right? Mm-hmm. You can choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing too is like as soon as you come, and like again like another paradox in it is like as soon as you accept and open yourself to whatever is at this moment, that's the moment you can start to change it if you Correct. don't enjoy it, you know. But yeah, it's it's a weird balancing act because it's weird. Like, why why aren't you able to change it when you you don't accept it, but when you accept it, you can change it. Yeah, it's a very difficult paradox, um, <laughs> and and life is full of paradoxes, unfortunately. Right? Yeah, it's just like you just can't get around them. No. Um. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, you absolutely because like you can only change something once you first accepted it to be as to be as it is right because if you're pretending it's something else then you're trying to change something that doesn't exist except in your mind right and so you can only really change what you see as truth in the now right yeah it's cool i mean it, it's a it's a problem for everyone <laughs> for and it's definitely easier said than done yeah oh yeah but you know oh dude so i heard this really cool like expression recently where it was like um i can't remember exactly what it was in reference to but the statement was train until the training takes over totally totally um and i think that applies to even like spiritual practice where it's like Mm -hmm. you know the beginning part of it is like extreme or just self-improvement in general the beginning part's extremely difficult because it's it's new, it's different, it's not how you normally go about things. Um, you got to kind of like make a lot of effort to do it, put in a lot of willpower. But then at some point, the training takes over, and then it becomes your like default mode of existence, right? Yeah. Um, and that's definitely true in music, mm-hmm. where you're oh, not yeah. thinking about what you're playing; you're just playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. For me, it's been so. What's been really important in habits, like making habits and stuff. Yeah. Especially around music production, because like something that I said to myself probably has been said before, but the process is the product. It's cool that it rhymes, okay. sort of. It's got nice, the pro pro yeah. thing, but yeah, it's product. An alliteration. It's alliteration. Okay, good to know. <laughs> but yeah, I've been noticing that and, English facts. And so, <laughs> If, if you focus so much on like, again, like the outcome or this end goal or whatever, some place you want to be or something you want it to be, then you're focused on the product, right? But mm-hmm. like when I say to myself, the process is the product, that helps actually just like ground me in the moment. Because I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, what I'm doing right now, what I'm being, the experience I'm having in this moment is leading up to that product mm-hmm. to that the full blooming of the thing i'm going to make right mm-hmm. so it's just like again like that's a huge perspective shift but right and you can't get there without where you're at exactly exactly well even if you did it wouldn't be the same yeah and where you're at is always where you're at you're always where you're at <laughs> deep that's deep man you're at where you're at and that's that you know yeah there we go 
That's a good chess piece. That. You're that right where you're game. at, and that's that. I like that. That would be cool. Um, what was I going to say? So wait, so what song have you been? What song did you write today? What's it about? Um, it's about being scared to die. It's okay. about being basically scared about everything that changes, you know. And I, I sort of this is 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 partly from personal experience, and partly mm-hmm. from like a collective experience, right? But I mm-hmm. framed the song as my personal experience, and nice. um, but basically the the chorus line is and yet i die in your arms okay and every night i die in your arms so i i kind of twisted it into like a love song is that though everything else scares me though you know all these other experiences of death you know i i, yeah. I the seasons changing, getting old, actually dying, stuff like that. Even though that scares me, the experience of love, like that merging, that kind of losing yourself, I frame I frame that as a death, but there's like a a sweetness to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And like that's I'm just showing that there's like a form of death that you most people aren't scared of, right? Right. And, and so do you frame it like death can feel like right but. and so do you frame it like love transcends death or it's a kind of death or was it both L- lyrically i think just it connects it like it just kind of is like that maybe mm-hmm. musically i think musically it might feel like a transcendence right um which is what I love about music, right? Mm-hmm. It's a so full experience. Explain. Yeah, and you can't really argue music, right? Words you can argue. You know, someone can yeah. have a different opinion and whatever, and you you have to respect that, right? But mm-hmm. I find music, it, it's free from argument, usually. Yeah. The experience if people it, don't right? like it, switch it off. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the people who it, it teaches, like it touches, they understand, and nothing needs to mm-hmm. be, nothing more needs to be said, which is really great. Right? Yeah, it's cool. It really does transcend, like ordinary communication. It's really, it's really weird that you bring up that that's with the song that you wrote today, because, um, so my sister's currently doing a placement for her social work master's degree, um, at a hospital, and uh, yesterday she told us about this. Um, guest lecturer that they had come in right to talk about death and grieving and dying right um and so they this lecturer like ran everyone through this experiment it's kind of just like a little thought experiment right i think i think we can we should do it now it's fun okay so how it goes is you are given five minutes to live right (laughs) you're given You've given five minutes to live, or you have five minutes left to live. Depends how you want to view it. All right. Okay. So here's what you here's what to think about. Uh, where where are you? Where do you want to be? So you can you can be anywhere. I'm not saying it's five minutes from now. It's like, you know, in this hypothetical, you can be wherever you want. So where do you want to be? Uh, who do you want to be with? And 
what do you think your experience is going to be like of that, those five minutes? And then there's a part two, which we can get to, but we'll just start off with that. I feel like it'd be very chill, to be honest. Like I'd be, I'd probably be crying, you know, just, I, I guess for some reason in this thought experiment, I'm not freaking out, mm-hmm. but most likely I would freak out a bit, but I would want to be here. Like I would want to be in my house just cause it's like, you know, I've spent so much time here. Time. And it just, it's home. Right. Exactly. It's home. And just to have like one last moment to just soak it all in. And honestly, like I wouldn't even need to say goodbye, you know, like yeah. I wouldn't want to make a scene out of it. I just like want to be like super casual, just be like, say, I love you to my parents and my brother and just like, you know, really mean it for one last time. I think Would you want them to be with you? Yeah. Yeah. Depends how dramatic Don't, it was. Like if, if I was just like, it's your scenario way, if I was like actually dying, like I was like, <sighs> then I'd like, yeah, yeah, I'd want them to be around. Cause that seems su- like it, it kind of suits the, but if I would just like, just like evaporate, I think I just like want to be there as people do. And then, you know, they're going about, <laughs> they're yeah. going about cleaning the dishes and, and like, you know, doing work. And then I just like, disappear. Yeah. Everything is as it was. <laughs> like in yeah. ashes. Yes. But yes. without an ash pile, you know. Or or um, like bubbles. Just like bloop. Yeah. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. What a sound effect, you know? Everyone's like, what was that? And they're like, I oh, know oh, it's just do that. Chris just, you know, bubbled out of existence. Why? I mean he was playing this hypothetical game and you know, one thing led to another and that's just how we we got here. Um but it, it's so it's a really that's really interesting, right? Because it it really also like gets you to think about um, what's important to you, right? And like particularly with like relationships with other people, it's like yeah. But when it comes down to it, it's like um, you don't know that you don't have five minutes to live. Everyone dies, right? right. No one gets out alive, and it could be mm. soon. You know, um, I mean, you hope it's not, but like it could be. Um, and so it, it's a it's a really cool exercise um, for me. I um, so I, I had a bit of a weird experience of it, like when my sister, you know, told us about it. She was like, OK, so for me, I was like, OK, I want to be in nature somewhere. Right. Mm. Um doesn't have to be a specific place but just like in a natural environment like a forest or a mountain or maybe on the beach or something like that um where the temperature is nice that's important because i hate when it's too hot or too cold that just makes me mad and angry and so it's not a way to die but let's say it's good temperature you know everything's going well no rain while i'm dying i don't think well maybe that's quite poetic but like you know then you're trying to like not get rain in your eyes and shit like that. But anyway, so I'd want to be in nature. And the truth is I would actually want to be by myself. Right. Mm. Um, And it's not that I would like not, it's not because I, um, it's, it's, it's just weird. I'm, I just feel like 
that's what I would want. I mean, I don't really have a good reason for it, I suppose. It's just like, you know, other. I'm not saying other people shouldn't know or, you know, care or whatever it is. It's not that. It's just that it's like, no, I, I think I would just want to be able to just sit there and just, you know, breathe for a few minutes and then go through whatever it is that happens when you die. And then afterwards, you know, my family can bury me or do whatever they want to do. But um, it was weird because my sister was like, yeah, most people aren't saying that shit. They're like, no, I want to be around people. They're like, oh, and, um, you know, I need people there with me. Um, and I was like, all right, thanks. But, you know, whatever. I'm just being honest. <laughs> um, but that's weird. That's what do you think that means? What do you think that means? For why you? do you think I want to Yeah, why do you think I want to be by myself? Um well here's an anecdote, sort of. Go for it. Well, I, I remember hearing Alan Watts talk about how in India, I don't know if it still happens, but there's like like you know how like when in our all our culture people get old and then we just like throw them into like old age homes and let them like yeah. fizzle away. In in India, what happens sometimes, I guess is that they people drop everything they drop their name they drop the role they're playing in society and they will go and live in nature and they will go die alone and they'll just hmm. they'll live their days out as it's just this free thing in freedom with nature and and such and not have to worry about you know all that the troubles of the world crap exactly yeah and so I, I feel like, I feel like there are. But how do they know when to do that? Like, uh, is it when you reach question. an age or is it like, oh, I feel sick and I feel like I'm dying. So I'm going to go cruising or. I don't know. That's a know? good question. Yeah. I don't know how close it is to death. Then people would do that. I mean, you always hear about like CDs, like living in the forests or whatever. Just, you hear like, about what? Playing their CDs. I think they're called cities or CDs. S-I-D. D D H I. They're like okay. spiritual people right. in India, right? Who live separate from society. Um, I remember I, I have this book. Um, it's right here. Through music to the self. Um, mm, nice. And he he went to India to learn sitar back in the sixties. Before I think the Beatles made it famous. Um, it's a cool instrument. It's a wicked instrument. Yeah. It's so great. Um, and what's interesting is in Indian music, they have scales. They only use scales. In, in, in American music, in Western music, there's like the bass line changes, right? You know, mm -hmm. the bass line changes. For them, they have one bass note the entire time. So the way they express themselves is through all the different scales, the different organization of pitches you have over one bass note, right? And, and these, these scales are connected to different seasons and different times of day. Hmm. But in this analogy that he writes in the book, basically he was traveling through this river and he got really sick. And so he, like, he was like about to pass out and he was getting like really cold. And then all of a sudden, like he, he hears this music and he looks around and there's this the CD, this Indian guy living in a hut, playing a sitar and singing this song. Or he's actually playing mm. a tampura, which is just like a, a drone instrument. 
just doom, 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 and you can sing over that. And he starts singing it, and all of a sudden he feels his body get incredibly hot. And then he blacks out, and then he wakes up in the hut, kind of thing. Wild. Um, so just a wacky analogy about like I have no. And then idea. what happens? Um, and then he starts to learn the sitar from this guy. <laughs> I mean, that guy. That's not the first time it's happened. This guy's knocking people out whenever they come near him. You know. No, but I think like, I think it was like a healing situation. It was no, like I know for sure. Situation. I don't mean it in a in a mean way. I'm just saying like that. Okay. This this CD guy, he knows what's up. He's like, when I play yeah, music, sure. shit goes down. And then if yeah, people exactly. are watching me, exactly. sometimes I need to catch them because they might hit their head on the rocks or you know whatever it is. And then and then I teach them how to jam. And then you know they go knock some motherfuckers out too. <laughs> and then that's how you heal the world. Easy exactly. peasy. Right. One, one sitar string at a time. Yeah. Can you make a sitar sound with your mouth? Like, do you know how to? Bam, bam. Can you make that sound? Ding, 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 ding. No, not really. The That's funny. It is very has... like dingy. Yeah, it is a very dingy instrument. Bang, ding. bang, bang. It feels like plucking a lot more than like guitar, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know if that's how you play it, but that's what it sounds like to a non-professional ear. Yeah, you play me. it like a guitar. I think you pluck it with your fingers. Like you pluck it. They don't have picks. They pluck, don't use pluck, picks. Pluck. How many strings? It. It's four. It's four strings. Four. But the cool thing is what really gives it its sound. It, mm. it has like these things called sympathetic strings on it, mm. which are there's like 40, 50 of them. And they're just what? strings that hang there. You don't play them, but they resonate when you play the other strings. That's cool. So it kind of gives it that shimmer. That's so clever, man. Yeah. How do people come up with this shit, you know? Like imagine know. who, I who invented drugs. the sitar? Drugs. I think it's drugs. Like psychedelic sure it's drugs. drugs. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, maybe, but I mean, how's that? how does that lead to, let's add 40 strings just for the resonance? I mean, I don't think it's a, a big stretch from realizing that things resonate. That's true. You know? I suppose you pluck one string and you're like, oh, look, the second one resonates. And then you're like, let's Imagine add a bunch more of 50. those ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ex Infinite exactly. resonance. <laughs> exactly. It must have been beautiful. Yeah. Especially like tripping. Oh, my gosh. With sitar music. Yeah, yeah. Or even the, like, you know, at the dawn of that instrument or whatever. I mean, it has like a, it's like super long lineage. Right, it's just like a gourd with a string, right? So mm. it's like really hard to trace where that came from. I mean, it's obviously Africa. Africa started everything instrument-wise, and then it just kind of you know yeah. grows. And well, I think I think um, the current theories is that like all people came from Africa anyway. Yeah, know? exactly. Way so back when. I guess it's not saying much. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just in accordance with the, you know, history of things. I wonder what the oldest yeah. instrument was. It was probably a drum. No. No? Drum's a little complicated. Oh, if you think simpler, I think they call them idophones, something like that. Basically, it's just hitting two sticks together. Clapping. Oh, but using sticks. you're right. You're right. That would make sense. Yeah, drums are complicated because you got to have the like air pocket or sorry, 
you got to have the air yeah, pocket yeah. and then the, the the skin and then dun, 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 or whatever you yeah. know that was good plucking makes good more sense style. too thank you yeah i'm i'm a drum expert you know you know that's how it goes i don't know why i'm playing it up here that's usually where people play drums. I know, notoriously, just above their head. They're just like. But if you were like, you know? if you were like a really short bongo player, that would work. You know. That would be cool. Yeah. That's what I would want to see if I was seeing the bongos. It's just two hands above, and then no head, right? So it's just the hands, and they're just. And then you're like, holy shit! What is going on? <laughs> or you know, it'd be funny if like. Like a, what? What's that giant thing? Like a cello? Um, so it is a cello, right? They are giant. They're like giant guitars. Uh, so it would be funny. Bigger, be, but the the biggest one is like a double bass. You know, like double the, bass. Sure, let's go with that one. So okay, what you got to do is you got to have a double bass, and then you got to have a small person, like either a child or like a little person, standing behind it or whatever, and then just the arms come round, right? And so you're just seeing arms playing. Man, this is. They should make a play about this. I mean, it would be brilliant because it would just be arms and instruments, and no, you wouldn't see the people. I think it would be great. I would. Enjoy Who should it. we? Co- I would definitely. We should call someone. It. We should call someone to have this made. <laughs> you know, call I'd the help people out for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know enough musicians that probably. What would you want to play? play? Um, the bongos. Just your arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just my arms. Yeah, definitely the bongos, or like. I mean, or an organ. <laughs> mm. Maybe you, just yeah, hands. you could wear like a green screen suit so we could edit you out afterwards, except just from your like elbows. They're, so they're just arms Sick. playing on the organ with those big pipes, church music, whatever it is, you know? Um, oh, yeah. No, notorious for organ organ work. Um, mm. <laughs> that would be cool though. And just the arm show could be called something like that, you know? Um you could have, oh man, you know, you get like those people who like don't have arms and then they do cool shit with their feet. So you could have one of those people come and play a musical instrument. And that can be like, you know, one of the arcs of the show where it's just like, oh shit, it's just a leg guy. And he's just jamming out with feet and everyone's like, what? That's impossible. What? But, you know, he could get all the frets and everything just with his toes. I'm sure there's someone out there. There's like a whole oh, genre definitely. of Rubik's Cube solving. Yeah. Or you just use your feet. Dude, some people are the most phenomenal like artists, like painting with their feet. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Wow. In fact, you know what? It's weird. Uh, you see it a lot in like Africa and South Africa where you have these people who are um, struggling to like make money and a lot of them have like some deformities or something like that, you know, so let's say they don't have arms and then they just get super creative with their feet. Cause that's all they can do. And then they just, pra- I guess they just do it and they have some natural talent and then they sell their, their paintings like on the side of the road, you know, cause they're not like professional artists necessarily. And then, but they, you can, you sit and you watch them do it with their feet and you're like, this is unbelievable. Like it, it's really insane how much, control and dexterity you can train your feet to have yeah that's awesome it makes sense though yeah have you seen monkeys feet they're crazy true yeah they have the nice like thumb foot though oh yeah right i feel like those would be cool 
yeah had that at one point <laughs> yeah, we missed out our feet are bullshit they're just flat. yeah i know they're they're basically just like nubs at this point yeah no toe control you know <laughs> just at at most you could just like extend out your toes but try like lift one toe without moving your other toes yeah it's really hard yeah i don't I think it's with gonna, my big toe sort of that's true <laughs> and put little weights on there little toe weights toe training yeah yeah just do like mini curls like this that'd be funny but you'd have to like learn firstly how to hold a, a paintbrush with your toes so that's difficult because you got to find like a leverage point of like three you know like for a pen you got to hold three so mm. how would you how would you how would the brush like not because like i'm thinking with toes how would the brush just not like move about like this? Like how do you, you need something no, to think, secure it? I think right, I think right through, I think right through the big toe would work fine. I think right through the big toe would work fine. I have this stick, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess you're right. It's a little loose. Yeah. It's a little loose. But if you squeeze, if you just squeeze the whole right. time, you have a lot of. What if you put it, put it between some of your smaller toes? Maybe there's less wiggle room. Oh, for sure. For sure. Nice. tickle more <laughs> what are we <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's less wiggle room that works that works quite well uh, that's hilarious oh man it's a, it's a core workout these are the real conversations that people need to know about yeah is if you were going to paint shit with your feet put the paintbrush in between your second and third toes oh yeah that's cool just stick it right through the beard i can do it that's actually through my chin that that hurt a lot Oh, no. Nice. So you're David Blaine these days. Yep. Ready? Yeah. Is that a paintbrush or is that a just No, a this stick? is a wand I made during COVID. Oh, cool. I carved What'd it. What'd you make it out of? Board. A stick. Wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can still see the original branchiness of it. Nice. Yeah. Right? It's even got like a... See that right there? It's like a thumb. It's like a yeah, thumb yeah. A place for your thumb. Yeah, it's perfect. You, you can just grab it like that. No, that would kill you. I don't want to do that. I wonder if, do you think, okay, here's a real question for you. Do you think that magic works through the internet? Yes. 100%. I think it would have to. Or else it, wasn't, it wouldn't be magic. Yeah, I think it would have to because just like communication works through the internet. Um magic would have to go through as well right yeah it, it's I definitely visually things yeah visually it would be problematic because the like spells and shit would have to disappear into the screen and then reappear in order to like have that effect of it working right but dude isn't it so crazy that you can talk to someone anywhere on the planet just with this little device in your hand and you can actually see what, like a live video of what's happening in their world at the moment. Like that's just yeah. Your phone. I definitely don't take advantage of that. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no, no. I know it hits me every once in a while too. But okay. But here's the real thing, right? Is if you, I feel like we've reached a point in time where if you're video calling someone, unannounced or like unprompted, that's like banging on their door. And it's like, what are you doing right now? Show me, right? 
It's yeah, it's yeah. super intrusive. Now you might have some relationships where that's okay, like you're cool with doing that to each other. But like for the most part, if you video call a random person that you kind of are acquainted with, like it's such a bold move, don't you think? Even a phone call these days is pretty bold. I don't know why. Yeah. It just seems to be that way. No, totally. It's weird. And but I also feel like we're lazy too. Like I have a friend whose cousin got married recently. And mm. my my friend was like the only people, the only person out of like 10 people who actually called him to say congratulations. Everyone else right. sent a text. Yeah. I mean, we, the world's so weird, dude. Like, yeah, it's, but, I mean, I'm part of that too. Like, I, I'll be honest. I don't like phone calls. I don't. I like texting. Uh, that I can, you know, they're much less intrusive, I feel. Uh, I mean, I well, like phone not calls. not only is it in... But yeah, I, I don't feel the need, need to, to phone to everyone. It. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like, it's like it. Yeah, it's so immediate. It's, it's like we're talking now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's no like, hey, do you feel like talking? Or like, are you just, are you busy with something? You know, whatever. It's just like, no, like I'm speaking to you no matter what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And then the video just adds that element of like, I want to see it as well. I want to see it as well. Yeah. Look into my digital eyes. Yeah. It's it's wild, dude. Um, <laughs> what do you, uh, you know what would be cool in the future when we have like real like VR stuff or um, what do you call it? Like um, projections. What are they called? Uh, holograms. Holograms. That'll be cool when you can like hologram other people and sit next to them yeah like in star wars like in star wars yeah yeah that would be so that's gonna be cool i don't even think that that's that far away technologically we're still gonna text yeah be like hey you want a hologram you know later or whatever it, it's really it's really just like an extension of like those 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 like pictures they have now on iphone where like the mouth moves like you can record it in your face do you have an right. iphone or a no, but I know what you're talking about. You know this guy? Yeah. Right? And yeah. it'll like it'll move with your mouth. It's just an extension of that, except now it's going to be like you can just like, "Oh wow, thanks, dude." Yeah. You know what would be really wild is if you could like hologram yourself into someone else's like world, basically just like without their like accepting your call and you just pop up in their room or some shit and you're like, "Surprise, bitch." Let's hang out. And then no matter what's going on, you know, you just got to deal with that then. I mean, that would be a lot. I hope we don't really get there. But like in my head, that sounds cool. But people would do it to me and I would fucking hate it. <laughs> if people were just <laughs> popping up in, in the middle of the day to just, you know, just be there and be like, hey, what's up? I'll be like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, hey, what's up? I'm kind of used to it because I have a grandma. I have, I have a nonna. We call them nonnas. Yeah, nonna. Um, and? She does that crazy. to you? She's fucking crazy, man. Oh, yeah? But in like the she, best way Wow, what'd she do? Number one, she calls me every single day. Nice. Which is great, because it's nice to hear from her. But then Where does she live? Like, she lives in an old age home, as I was talking about earlier. But yeah, yeah, because we put her there. Um, we put her she, there. she just kind of wants to die already. Right. 
like her yeah. last birthday i was like no no what do you want for your birthday or like you know blow out the candles make a wish and she's like i want to be gone tomorrow i was like <laughs> you fucking said it out loud it's not gonna come true now you yeah wait another you year. gotta keep that shit inside cut down you know fucking her loss but how old is she <laughs> was, she's um 89 wow yeah that's old man yeah yeah i mean it's not as but old I, as it gets but yeah no and her spirit is like incredible like she's just mm. constantly like giving love and i feel like that's her problem like that's why mm. she's still alive because if she was miserable she'd be dead a decade ago <laughs> you know but she's like right. the happiest human being i've ever met all she does is like watch tv all day you know but like when she calls me and she calls my brother and she calls like it just like rejuvenates her and she's yeah. just like constantly stealing shit for me like she's stealing like cereal cool. boxes and fruit and muffins from like the old age home. Like, dude, she, sometimes like at the end of the week, because my mom goes to visit her, she'll bring oh, back. Oh, she's stealing like, shit for you, not yeah, from Yeah, for you. me. Oh, no, oh, not I from see. me. She's <laughs> like yeah. for me. I was like, she's breaking into your house and just like stealing your fruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she just steals stuff for me. It's so That's cute. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But Man, anyways. it's hard, you know. <laughs> It must be like it makes me so sad when I think about it. Like she's just in that room, just like watching TV all day. Like that would kill me. But yeah. I don't know. She's from another time, you know, and she doesn't have, she doesn't overthink things, you know. Like I feel like a lot of us do these days. Yeah, she doesn't overthink things at all. Like she's very simple. She's happy, just, just like saying "I love you" to to someone you know like that'll like yeah. make, keep her through the day or whatever and so i hear from her every day so it's just like i i usually go through that feeling of like oh fuck okay <laughs> it's like i gotta right. like warm up for this because <laughs> she's like right. screaming and and just like, what do you talk to her about she usually <laughs> she, she usually um what the fuck did we talk about? The stuff she steals for me. Mm. Um, and then she always asks me, where's my girlfriend? I want to talk mm. to her. And I'm like, no, no, I don't have one. And she's like, don't be cheap. You're so <laughs> cheap. <laughs> and then we just talk about like ass. Like okay. she's just like, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a piece of my culo, which is like ass in Italian. She's right. Like, I'm gonna. Are you gonna eat my culo? I'm like, Nana, you are fucking disgusting. This has taken a weird turn that I wasn't expecting. And then she just, she just laughs her head off. Like, like, oh, dude, you, you would think she would die, like, just in that <laughs> moment, like, while she's laughing, because she wheezes, laughing so at her own jokes. That's the best. <laughs> she's crazy, but it's so fun. Um, and that's that's, awesome. that's pretty much it. Everyone, she might tell me a story or something um yeah if she remembers um or like what she's watching on tv and then she'll just like fuck around though like she'll just be like i love you good night i'm like okay good night nana and she's like no i don't love you anymore i'm like fuck <laughs> and then like that'll just Why? go on for like five minutes <laughs> it's so funny and she's like jk talk to you tomorrow yeah yeah and she That's really nice. makes me think about think about like what it means to die right because she's not making a big stink of it you know 
because yeah. I feel like she's said what she's needed to say. She says, I love you in outrageous ways every single day to everyone she meets. You yeah. know? So there's no like big dramatic goodbye. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's not, it doesn't feel like she's holding on to anything. That's the it's best. It's incredible. Thing. Yeah. 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 It's a good way to be, you know? Totally, um, man. It's, it's cool that you got a good connection with her. And you can yeah, make jokes. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, it's, you know? it's, it's quite recent. Um, like as a quite, COVID. I mean, no, I, maybe a year ago. Like, I, I always knew she was wacky and nice. But I guess I think I've just started to grow into it more. Instead mm. of being that, like, just, like, shy kid. Like, what the heck's my grandma doing kind of thing? Like, I, I, yeah. I've, I've gotten like, with it. So, like, turn I'm that shit screaming. Up. I'm screaming at her in the phone. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. She loves it, you know? Oh, man. She loves it. She's always, yeah. I'm always making her laugh. So, I was like, okay, I think we're on the same page-ish now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, one of the better parts of her days. For sure. For sure. I mean, just, just I mean laughter does that, you know? get to spend time with people you love and laugh and whatever it is and that's the best yeah laughter is the best medicine that's what they say yeah. cures death um cures yeah <laughs> cures death. no no we're all we're all fudged we're all screwed yeah. rest in peace to all of us <laughs> rip <laughs> rip rip um anyway thanks fun. for another great episode buddy oh i appreciate it it's the best as always it's good to be here and uh yeah thanks for listening everyone and uh we'll talk soon yeah bye enjoy see ya <laughs> bye